Hello and welcome to Renegade Files. I'm your host, Lex Gordon, broadcasting from the Jungle Villa Outpost deep in the uncharted tropics. This is Renegade Files episode 17, The Cicada 3301 Mystery. Cicada 3301, or 3301, refers to an enigmatic, difficult, multifaceted intellectual challenge that has been called the most elaborate and mysterious puzzle of the Internet age. It was also listed by the Washington Post as one of the top five eeriest unsolved mysteries of the Internet. In this episode of Renegade Files, we'll walk through the mind-blowing process of the first puzzle and how it was solved. We'll also learn about two people who solved the original puzzle and what they found out behind this most complex curtain. Who was the original poster? What did Cicada 3301 do next upon completion of this puzzle? Why are there copycats and who are they? And can you and I cipher out exactly what's going on with this bizarre mental scavenger hunt? Well, put on your thinking cap, prepare to think outside of the box, and remember that everything is a possible clue when we start down the twisted path that is the Cicada 3301 mystery. The Cicada 3301 mystery. Part 1. The Original Cicada 3301 Puzzle The internet has always been a strange place. Those of us who were fortunate enough to live through the early days of the online world recall a wild west of bulletin boards and websites built by avant-garde artists who were making startling multimedia collages and clever string-linked stories. Eventually, large companies figured out how to deliver content over the internet and the World Wide Web provided a network of HTML sites that could, as soon as bandwidth and transfer speeds of the infrastructure caught up, convert the internet into television and the rest is history. But a true internet subculture survives and much of that community exists on obscure or specialized message boards where people are still able to explore topics they're interested in and be their weird, wonderful selves. It was on one of these strange and beautiful places that the supreme mystery of a generation first appeared. On January 5th, 2012, a simple message was posted on 4chan. You may remember 4chan from Renegade Files Episode 5, Anonymous, and the Birth of Hacktivist Culture. Go check it out if you haven't listened to it. It's a really fun episode. This time, the message was posted on the X board of 4chan, which is the paranormal board, and the message was a black box with white text, which read, Hello, we are looking for highly intelligent individuals. To find them, we have devised a test. There is a message hidden in this image. Find it, and it will lead you on the road to finding us. We look forward to meeting the few that will make it all the way through. Good luck, 3301. 
So immediately the mystery began to develop because why would anyone seeking highly intelligent individuals post a puzzle to test and locate them on the 4chan X or paranormal board? No offense to my friends on the X board, but it does seem odd. The post received a lot of comments and so therefore it stayed afloat, but it could have just as easily been ignored. I mean, that seems like the much more likely outcome. So, for whatever reason, this boring looking and frankly spam sounding post quickly became the hot topic online, at least in certain circles. Finally, someone had the idea to open the image in WordPad, which is a text-only editor, and when they did, they found a string of code followed by the phrase, Tiberius Claudius Caesar says, and then followed a 28-character string of text. The reference to Tiberius Claudius Caesar was a clue to the fact that the string of text was a Caesar cipher. A Caesar cipher is a simple but effective form of encryption that substitutes each letter in a coded message with the letter that appears a specific number of places up or down in the alphabet. So a left 3 Caesar cipher would replace the letter H with the letter E because E is the third letter to the left of H. Then every other letter in the coded sentence is shifted to the left three places and you can then read what the message says. The Little Orphan Annie decoder pin that Ralphie uses in A Christmas Story is a Caesar cipher decoder. Be sure to drink your Ovaltine, a crummy commercial. And you know, I think that's the second time I've used A Christmas Story as a reference in a Renegade Files episode. Do you remember the first one? So the people who solved this stage of the puzzle figured out that Tiberius Claudius Caesar was the fourth Roman emperor. So they shifted the letters and characters in the text four places to the left and discovered that the text revealed a website address for another image. But when they found the image, it was a picture of a wooden duck decoy with text that read, Whoops, just decoys this way. Looks like you can't guess how to get the message out. So at this point, it becomes obvious that whoever created this puzzle was extremely clever. Think of what they have done here. Actually, the decoy image and text is the correct destination for figuring out the Caesar cipher in the first image. But now that we have found it, we have also found another clue. Someone realized that the text in the decoy image contained the words guess and out in unusual positions in the sentence and those are the two words for a stenography tool called outguess. So, using outguess to process this duck decoy image gives you a long string of paired numbers. At the top of the list, a message says that the numbers are a book code, and to find the book, go to, and it had a Reddit post address. So a book code uses a list of numbers which coincide to pages, paragraphs, words, and or letters contained in some certain book. Any book. And when you go through the process of finding the words or letters the numbers refer to in whatever book is being used, then you reveal a message. This is real old school spy territory. And in this case, if you thought that the puzzle maker telling you that this was a book code seems a bit too easy, you'd be right. Because when you visit the subreddit, what you find is a header image that is a strange collection of stacked horizontal lines and accompanying dots, and one oval symbol with curved lines through it. 
The subreddit also had many lines of encrypted text and the image of a doormat that read, Welcome. Using outguess once again on the doormat image gives you a message that says that from now on, Cicada3301 will cryptographically sign all messages with an MIT key server key ID 7A35090F. In this way, posts can be verified as coming from the true creator of the puzzle, because by this time there were tons of fake Cicada3301 profiles and posers as there still are today. After the welcome mat image on the subreddit, there was a stereogram image, which is one of those pictures that were sold as popular optical illusion posters in the 90s, whereby if you can shift your own focal length while looking at the 2D image, you can see a three-dimensional object like a butterfly or a sailboat. In this case, the image you could see could be said to look like the Holy Grail, but it really just looks like a hollow cylinder, but we get the point. This stereogram image also contained an outguess message which read begin PGP signed message hash SHA-1 then quote the key has always been right in front of your eyes. This isn't the quest for the holy grail. Stop making it more difficult than it is. So from the clue in front of your eyes someone figured out that the image in the header those dots and lines were actually Mayan numerals, and those translated into a sequence of 23 numbers, and that these numbers were an encrypted Venier cipher, where 0 equals A and 1 equals B and so on. Once you had this piece of the puzzle, you could decode the long list of text in the subreddit to reveal the text to be from Thomas Bullfinch's Mythology, a classic work based on King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table, and their hunt for the Holy Grail. The decoded text is pretty long, I'd guess about 2400 words, and it's in that old style of poetic rambling prose, so I'll just read for you the first and last sentences so you can get an idea of where this is going. So the first sentence in the decrypted text on the subreddit after you've gone through the several puzzles up to this point reads, King Arthur was at Carleon upon Usk, and one day he sat in his chamber, and with him were Owain, the son of Urien, and Kenon, the son of Clydno, and Kai, the son of Kyner, and Guinevar and her handmaidens at needlework by the window. Then, at the end, it says, And when I was most charmed with listening to the birds, lo, a murmuring voice was heard through the valley, approaching me and saying, O oh, night, what has brought thee hither? What evil have I done to thee, that thou shouldst act? So imagine 2,400 words of that. It would take you close to half an hour to read through it if you read it out loud, and we're not going to go there, and the whole thing doesn't make any more sense than those two sentences. So as it turns out, this was the book referred to in the second level of the Cicada 3301 puzzle from the duck decoy image, and they were cool enough to just post the book text, albeit encrypted, but at least we don't have to go to a rare bookshop to buy a copy of Thomas Bullfinch's mythology. When you apply the book cipher code to this text, what you get is a message that reads, call us at telephone number 214, and then it gives you a telephone number that apparently is a telephone number in Texas. 
At this point, we move, for the first time, out of the purely online world and into the three-dimensional sphere of the telephone system. It's very likely that many puzzle solvers quit at this stage. It's one thing to peck around on a keyboard in the basement, but dialing a phone in the real world, that's asking a lot. For those brave enough to dial the number, this is the message they heard. Very good. You have done well. There are three prime numbers associated with the original final .jpg image. 3301 is one of them. You will have to find the other two. Multiply all three of these numbers together and add a .com on the end to find the next step. Good luck. Goodbye. So when viewing the original image posted on the 4chan X board, the only obvious number is the number 3301, and they tell us in the recorded telephone message that that's one of the prime numbers. People tried using the numbers of words, letters, spaces, lines, and every other thing with no luck for some time. Eventually, someone figured out that the size of the black box that contained the white text in the original post was 509 by 503 pixels, both prime numbers. So 509 times 503 times 3301 equals 845145127. Adding a .com to that took you to a page with the image of the cicada and a countdown timer. Furthermore, running that cicada image through Outguess decoded the following message. You have done well to come this far. Patience is a virtue. Check back at 1700 hours on Monday, 9, January 2012, UTC, 3301. Those who had solved the puzzle up to this point waited, and many of them probably checked that webpage numerous times in the days leading up to the deadline just to see if anything was changing. On the date and time listed, the image on that page changed to a list of latitude and longitude coordinates that indicated positions in California, Australia, Hawaii, South Korea, Poland, and many more. Now people had to either visit those exact locations or find someone in the area who could go there for them, and those who did found white paper posters on telephone poles, bus stop shelters, or mailboxes. The posters had the now familiar cicada image at the top and a large QR code at the bottom. At this stage, everyone realized that whoever was behind the Cicada 3301 mystery was well-connected and resourceful, having now placed posters in multiple countries around the world. People discovered that there were actually two iterations of the poster, both contained new book ciphers, and a warning to not share the information they were discovering. The first book cipher had the heading, In 29 volumes, knowledge was once contained. How many lines of the code remained? When the Mabinogion paused. Go that far in from the beginning and find my first name. The second book cipher had the heading, A poem of fading death named for a king, meant to be read only once and vanish. Alas, it could not remain unseen. And both ended with this warning. You have shared too much to this point. We want the best, not the followers. Thus, the first few there will receive the prize. 
Shortly after these messages had been decoded, the website with the countdown changed to a long page of numbers. If you type the website followed by slash and this number, it would take you to an image of the poster with the QR codes on it so you could see it without traveling around the world. The first of the two new book ciphers was discovered to use the Agrippa, a book of the dead by William Gibson. This book is extremely unique because the book was only available on a three and a quarter inch floppy disk designed to be read once, after which the book would become encrypted so that no one could ever read it again. This floppy disk book also came with a book of artwork printed on paper that would cause the artwork to fade out into invisibility shortly after any of the images in the book were exposed to light, or in other words, viewed. So you would have to get your hands on this temporary book, or at least a transcript of it someone had made, in order to apply the ciphers and decode whatever messages the Cicada 3301 operatives had made from the book. The other book was part of the Encyclopedia Britannica, Volume 6. After all of this, the decrypted text revealed a .onion website on the dark web, and the puzzle then went even deeper underground. Accessing the dark web requires specific software and configurations and when done correctly can take you to fully anonymous locations that cannot be tracked so that those posting content and those viewing it remain untraceable. Those who made their way this far in the puzzle found a new message which read, Congratulations. Please create a new email address with a public, free web-based service, one you've never used before, and enter it below. We recommend you do this while still using Tor, that's a dark web application, for anonymity. We will email you a number within the next few days in the order in which you arrived at this page. Once you've received it, come back to this page and append a slash and then the number you received to this URL. For example, if you received, and I'm not going to read through the whole thing because it's pretty self-explanatory, but the point of them doing that is so that each person would receive a specialized message or at least would go to a unique place. So they couldn't share it somewhere else. It probably had a password on the other end and that's a one-time gig and it would prevent them from giving out the information so that anyone could get there. So because of that, exactly what happened by doing this is impossible to verify because the next messages you would have been sent to whatever email address anyone who solved the puzzle to this stage would have created and the entire process took place over dark web connections, so that's that. However, we do know a few of the people who did solve the puzzle and if we can believe what they say, this leads us to the next section of the report. Part 2 the puzzle solvers. You don't have to decipher any cryptography to join Renegade Files on Patreon, get bonus episodes, and really help me create these episodes. A small amount from you adds up to be truly important, so we can continue to enjoy Renegade Files without ads. Thanks for the help. Cheers. So as near as we can tell, based on information from the few people who solved the original Cicada 3301 puzzle and who are talking, what came next was a series of a few more puzzles, one of which was an RSA key puzzle where you had to factorize a 112 digit number into two prime numbers, which is a gnarly process of advanced math and at this point I'll spare you the down and dirty details of that. 
The other puzzle involved a MIDI song wherein each track of the song contained combinations of pitch and tone length which represented letters and with some more code breaking fun, you could find a message with instructions for creating a key code encrypted email to be used to communicate with whoever Cicada 3301 was and rock on, good job. Suffice it to say, the difficulty of these last two puzzles was staggering and they made the first stages of the original puzzles look like a kid's word search game. These parts of the puzzles were also customized for each person who continued so that no one could skip to this stage through information sharing. A month after the original Cicada 3301 message appeared on the 4chan X board, that image was replaced by the following message. Hello, we have now found the individuals we sought. Thus, our month-long journey ends. For now. Thank you for your dedication and effort. If you were unable to complete the test or did not receive an email, do not despair. There will be more opportunities like this one. Thank you all. 3301. P.S. And then there is a long string of numbers. One of the people we know who was able to solve the original Cicada 3301 puzzle is Joel Eriksson, a crypto security researcher and programmer from Sweden. Solving the puzzle drew upon Ericsson's knowledge of stenography, cryptography, and computer program development. It also challenged his intellect and forced him to learn about the ancient Mayan language, speculative cyberpunk fiction, numerology, and pagan prose. Sounds like a party. However, when he arrived at the final stages of the puzzle, he found that the doors were closed and that he had just missed a chance to get truly inside of Cicada 3301 by just a few days or maybe even just a few hours. However, unlike Ericsson, another person who solved the game did so in time and actually made it into the inner circle of Cicada 3301. He was a 16-year-old student who goes by the hacker alias Technology, that's T-E-K-K-N-O-L-O-G-I. Technology said he started working on the puzzle as a distraction from high school work. He first found the Cicada 3301 invitation with a friend in robotics class and he started to work on it right away. And think about a 16-year-old kid doing this puzzle as complex and crazy as it was. And I don't know where this kid went to high school, but my high school certainly didn't have a robotics class. Now, to be fair, technology joined a group of about 12 people online working together to solve the puzzle. So even though he was cheating according to the very rules set out by Cicada 3301, technology did make it past the thank you but no thank you message others like Ericsson had encountered, and guess what he found there? That's right more puzzles. He set up the email, was sent to websites with more pictures or images of famous paintings, and he used cryptography software to figure out those images and eventually made it to a dark website and once he logged in he found it to be populated with some of the same people he had worked with to solve the puzzle, as well as others whom he described as being, quote, like the board of this weird organization. 
one email supposedly sent to him from Cicada 3301 read, quote, We are an international group. We have no name. We have no symbol. We have no membership rosters. We are much like a think tank in that our primary focus is on researching and developing techniques to aid the ideas we advocate. Liberty, privacy, security. Technology said the dark website, which was the home for all of the Cicada 3301 activity, had a message board, a chat room, and a private messaging application. The message board had a welcome page and pages describing the organization's goals and projects. He said there were 20 members overall. As for the projects and goals, Technology says they wanted to further the use of cryptography in the world so people could have privacy and anonymity and stuff like that. Those projects were some big-ended goals, very broad, obviously. There was some end-to-end encryption thing that I was interested in working on. Another confirmed or at least believed email reads, quote, You have all wondered who we are, and so we shall now tell you we are an international group. We have no name, we have no symbol, we have no membership rosters, we do not have a public website, and we do not advertise ourselves. We are a group of individuals who have proven ourselves much like you have by completing this recruitment contest, and we are drawn together by common beliefs. A careful reading of the text used in the contest would have revealed some of these beliefs that tyranny and oppression of any kind must end, that censorship is wrong, and that privacy is an inalienable right. You are undoubtedly wondering what it is that we do. We are much like a think tank. Our primary focus is on researching and developing techniques to aid the ideas we advocate. Liberty, privacy, security. You have undoubtedly heard of a few of our past projects, and if you choose to accept membership, we are happy to have you on board to help with future projects. Technology also said in an interview with FastCompany.com, quote, They wanted to make it seem like they were this network of people that had infiltrated, if that's the right word, various private and public organizations. For example, He had asked on the message board if it was okay if he did an interview as long as he did not divulge specific details about anything that took place beyond a certain stage in the Cicada 3301 process, and one of the Cicada inner circle suggested that he wait and do the interview because they had connections with Wired Magazine and technology could just do the interview with them instead. No Wired Magazine interview ever took place, and it's possible that the Fast Company interview is the one technology did instead, but that's just a guess. He also says that although the group had overtly altruistic goals stated in their communications, that he felt the overall tone of the organizers to be more unnerving. Technology also says, and it's weird to refer to someone as that word, but okay, it's just kind of like the weekend or the situation. the technology. He says that he believes that the complexity of the first puzzle is far too involved to have been made by just one or two mischievous internet kids. He points to the fact that the stages of the puzzle are each coded with PGP keys that would have had to have been in place from the start and could never have been added later, so that the entire puzzle with its false dead ends that were really the next clues and the phone number with a recorded message and the posters in places all around the world, and all of it being posted and displayed in perfect timing as the stages were solved, 
indicate that the work is of some large organization or at least a very mobile, connected, and financed small but dedicated group. Part 3. Theories, Imposters, and More Puzzles once the original Cicada 3301 puzzle was finished and all closed down, all of those people on Reddit and the 4chan boards who had been working on it for a month had to have something to do, so the speculation went wild. So what might be behind Cicada 3301? Some of the theories about who may be behind the Cicada 3301 recruitment scheme include the obvious, like the CIA, the NSA. MI6 or the Illuminati. One deep fringe theory is that the entire puzzle was created by a sentient artificial intelligence that has evolved on the web, but if that's the case then who put up the posters? Robots? That would be kinda cool. Conversations about Cicada 3301, if pursued with a few friends over enough IPAs and other recreational activity, will often include the realization that much of the narrative here reflects the plot of the late 80s movie The Last Starfighter, wherein a rural teen is unknowingly recruited to be a starship fighter pilot in a galactic war through his skills analyzed by a video game planted in the arcade by one of the generals seeking new recruits. Other ideas include a computer security firm looking to hire capable geniuses, and that sounds like we're getting warmer. Similar theories involve the game being used to identify people for banking security organizations or some other centralized digital currency project. Then there's the idea that the Cicada 3301 puzzle was the last remnant of a few individuals within the cypherpunk movement. The cypherpunk agenda involved widespread use of strong cryptography and privacy-enhancing technologies to achieve social change, privacy, and security through the proactive use of cryptography. This movement was focused around strong belief in the freedom of information, privacy, and access to communication tools as a way to avoid censorship and see through deep state propaganda. The general concepts of the cypherpunk movement put personal liberty and privacy above all other considerations. Speculation aside, we do know that many subsequent individuals and groups have tried to capitalize on the publicity and name recognition generated by Cicada 3301. There is an online game that has been in the process of finishing since 2015, located at cicada3301.com which was a pretty good .com URL snag, if nothing else. There are other projects that have hijacked the Cicada 3301 name and imagery like art sites, t-shirt companies, and even brands making songs that reference Cicada 3301 and use parts of the puzzles in their album covers. After the first puzzle was done, Two additional puzzles were posted and verified as originating from the genuine Cicada 3301 poster through their PGP key. The second and third puzzles came in one year increments in 2013, then in 2014. These puzzles were similar to the first 2012 puzzle, but they did result in the creation of a book called the Liber Primus, or First Book which is a book of runes which is itself an enormous encrypted code. 
and to this day, only some of that book has been decoded. The second and third puzzles did not reveal any more widespread information about what or who Cicada 3301 is, and they were equally intricate and difficult to solve. And after the last official puzzle in 2014, the poster has vanished, and that's all we know. My summary. So what about the first puzzle? Making that and setting it all up was, no doubt, a serious undertaking. But if you really think about it, it isn't impossible that a small group or even one person could have done the whole thing. It's unlikely, but it could have been done. Sure, we tend to imagine that if a paper poster is put up on the street in a dozen or so cities across the earth, that someone would have to either physically go there or have some people in their organization on the street there, but would they really? You can go on the freelance site Fiverr and for five bucks pay a UCLA student to print 50 copies of whatever 8.5 by 11 inch flyer you email them and then with photographic proof they'll put those flyers up on 50 bulletin boards around the university and I found that in about three minutes of looking. The puzzles seem extremely complex and they are exactly that when you are trying to solve them but when you're writing something like that from the perspective of the solution back, it really isn't heavy work. I mean, yeah, it would take some time, but any cryptography programmer could do it. Technology, the 16-year-old who solved and collaborated his way into the deepest forums of Cicada 3301, said himself that the language and demeanor within the group wasn't professional enough to be the CIA or the NSA, and maybe that's giving some extra credit to those organizations, but he also said that he believes that an organization like the NSA has much better ways to more efficiently find recruits. I would agree. Joel Erickson, the day-late puzzle solver, thinks it's most likely an underground organization but not related to any government or intelligence agency. He believes that the puzzle references to the Agrippa poem by William Gibson, The Marriage of Heaven and Hell by William Blake, The Book of the Law by Aleister Crowley, and a love of prime numbers point toward a group of intellectual, anti-establishment, ideologically driven computer experts who value logic and analytical thinking. He says, quote, they seem to share a lot of ideology with the crypto-anarchy movement and old-school hackers. Some people think that Cicada 3301 could be a subset of the hacker group Anonymous. And while I would say that it's possible that we could be talking about some of the same people here, the overall arching Anonymous non-organization seems much more willing to take action than do the proprietors of Cicada 3301. I mean, in the end, Cicada 3301 never really accomplished much that we know of. One guy who solved the puzzle never got inside, another guy who did eventually stopped going to the private forum because the people there, while not being overtly evil, were weird and creeped him out, while at the same time he found the whole thing boring. They basically wanted him to create some open source encryption decoder software for free, and at the same time, he was in college and working with a tech startup, so why would he write code for nothing when he had projects for school that he was paying for? 
and projects for the company he was working for who was paying him and these guys were rude and weird about it and they were boring and pushy. You can imagine why he would leave. In the end, I think the best guess is that Cicada 3301 is an organization of people who are ideological champions of the 90s cypherpunk scene. They have honest values surrounding online privacy, freedom of speech, censorship, and the freedom of information. I think they were looking for like-minded people to join them online so they could expand their group and its influence, and I'm sure they found a few through their test. I don't think it's any alphabet soup government agency or large bank or some such group. That's just a gut feeling. Another thing to understand about the whole Cicada 3301 puzzle, specifically the first puzzle, is how mysterious and exciting the whole thing was when it was happening. After a few days of people talking trash about the first text image, when those first posts went up that someone had figured out that the other two prime numbers in the image were the numbers of pixels the box was tall and wide, people freaked out. Multiply those two numbers and the 3301, then add a dot com to the end of that resulting number and it took you to another picture of a duck, a literal decoy as it were. This wasn't your average brain teaser, and people knew it. I mean, for a hot minute, that duck picture was everywhere. And when the post about the text of that picture having the hidden message outguess in the wording, it was on. Being out in front of the masses at that point would have been exhilarating. Also in the mix were people posting deliberate disinformation to throw followers off the trail because everyone knew that the gates were only open to a few who got there first. But got to what first? No one knew. But that was not the point. It was a game of egos. Bragging rights were on the line. After all, Joel Erickson, who famously solved the puzzle a day too late, still has even that almost accomplishment listed on the front page of his bio on the tech company site where he works. Having the hindsight of all the tools and components for each puzzle stage listed on dozens of boards, we probably now have more people claiming to have solved the puzzle than even knew about it in that first month before it closed. And the few people who did make it through either aren't saying anything at all or aren't saying anything too shocking. But the imagery and the mysterious messages in the Cicada 3301 puzzles have an enduring quality. That sketchy embossed Cicada image conjures a somehow simpler time. When I look at that 2D bug and the number 3301 under it and the plain type text that just reads, good luck, I swear I get chills. It reminds me of a time when the internet was different and it wasn't that long ago. I had so much fun researching this episode that I decided to join in the fun and make a Cicada 3301 t-shirt for the Renegade Files merchandise shop, so look for it through the link in the show notes. I guess I got nostalgic for those earlier internet days. It was a time when the internet was more than just a phone where you stared at pictures and texts swirling around between 10 people you kinda know. You needed a computer and some knowledge to find things that people outside of that subculture would never understand or even know about. 
and a puzzle like Cicada 3301 originating from a total mystery that had the smartest people in the world trying to figure it out was too cool to ignore. I guess that's why we still talk about it today. The things with simple answers are never the most interesting, at least to me. I love the mysterious stories that give my imagination room to explore. Wondering who was behind Cicada 3301 is half the fun. And knowing that somewhere out there, someone knows. That makes it a unique situation that could be totally solved at any time. But, most likely, it never will be. Thanks so much for hanging out with me and diving into the Cicada 3301 mystery. Be sure to tune in next time for another wild adventure into the world of unsolved mysteries, paranormal events, and covert culture. Subscribe or follow the show now so you will always be the first to know about the latest episodes. We are near the end of winter here at the Jungleville Outpost, which means 90 degree days, rainy afternoons, and cloudy night skies are ahead. Time to dig deep into some serious mind-blowing territory and stick to our motto, no conspiracy theorists left behind. This is your friend Lex Gordon signing off. Until our next mission, stay wild, disco child, disco child, disco child.